We are in the middle of our conversation, you guys. Thank you for tuning in today. Let us welcome together Courtney Pelvin, agent extraordinaire. Hi. <laughs> hello, hello. She laughs when I you? say that, but you know what? I say that because I do think you're amazing. I know a lot of clients who are with you and you kick booty. I work hard for it. It doesn't come easy. You gotta, you gotta work hard. You gotta be consistent. So yeah, thank you. What led you into this? I, I always hear wonderful things about you. So the feeling is Aww. mutual. Oh, <laughs> thank you so much. I appreciate that. How did you get into this world? Were you an actor? What, what's your story? Tell us a little bit, but I really want to get into the agent part for the people that are listening. Sure, sure. Uh, I'm a New Yorker. Born and raised. Um, actually, my parents are from Brooklyn. My husband's from Long Island. So we consider ourselves uh, true transplants here. Uh, yeah. I started in I started in the industry as a toddler uh, back in New York. Um, huh? I sat where all of your students sit for 26 very long years <laughs> at a very different place at a very different time in the industry. Young people today don't understand there's a world before the internet. Life was very different. <laughs> very so, different. Very I, different. Uh, yeah. I, <laughs> I was on that side for a long time and sort of a series of events. There, one, there wasn't one great epiphanous moment, but there was sort of a series of events that started to occur in my late teens. And by my early 20s, it was very clear to me um, certain requirements that needed to happen in order for me to reach that elusive next level. I mean, I was always a working actor, kind of jumped show to show to show um, at a very, again, very different time when that was much easier to do. And it just wasn't um, innately who I am. I, I'm, I'm pretty much, uh, I'm very introverted naturally. I'm very much a homebody. I I'm just wasn't me. So I took a summer off just for fun. I worked with a friend, a family friend to cast a show out of nowhere. And the show wound up being very successful and I was offered a position to work in casting. Oh. I worked. Uh, yeah, I did that for about three and a half years and it was amazing. I did about 50 shows, 40, 50 shows. What it was show? probably what? just kind of jump. What show? Uh, mostly they were MTV, VH1, Bravo, True TV, uh. Spike TV. Uh, we did Showtime, HBO. I did a ton, a ton. Pilots, shows, everything. I, had I actually no met several, uh, several now clients back then. <laughs> Wow. My casting day. That's crazy. Kind of learned a different side of things. And then about a decade ago, uh, made my way over to, to the dark side, to agenting. No, so I've been not the dark for about this 10 years. This is your calling. <laughs> You're so good at it. Uh, it's taken me 38 years in the industry um, to, wow. to find, you know, this is, this is definitely the job plays to my strengths and innately who I am. It's, it's the most me I've ever found within the industry. Well, it's so lucky to find something that you're supposed to be doing. When you find it, it's so invigorating. It is. Uh, I think it's also helped that I've kept a work-life balance very mm -hmm. intentionally. Um, obviously, mm -hmm. I mentioned before, I'm married. I have a beautiful four-year-old. I, you know, we have a home. We have a life, a real life outside. So when the clock stops, I'm, I'm in my what I call my real life. Then the clock starts, I'm, I'm back in it and I can put that life aside. You have to compartmentalize. But I think being very balanced and understanding, yes, your work can be very fulfilling and very important, but so is having a life outside of it. It also grounds you, reminds you what's real. Um, <laughs> oh, no, but this is, this is a very important message because <laughs> actors as well, you have to have a full life. You have to have other interests. You have to have relationships in order to make you well-rounded because, I mean, you can love what you do for work, but if you don't have love, love on the outside, even if it's just for yourself with other interests, you're missing out. So definitely. So you are. And, you know, I, I, I think people know, you know, the industry as a whole is very illusionary and it's very ethereal and, you know, you can often it's hard to make lasting real connections. I mean, on every series set I ever worked on, it was a family. It was a family until the show was over and then you never speak again. You know, it's, it's kind of, so it, it's a very transient lifestyle. And I, I feel that as, you know, any part of the industry you enter to, to keep yourself really grounded, you know, have something, whether it's your you know, actual family or your friends, you consider family or 
yes. whatever the case is, education, you know, just, yes. just make sure you're grounded in some other way. Incredible. So what is it about agenting that you love so much? I get to be the agent I never had. And I say that a lot. That's not the first time I've said it in, in a public forum. Um, I am keenly aware that it was a very different time in the industry. I don't know bitterness. I don't, I'm not angry about it. I don't hold on to anything. I just recognize certain uh, lack of information and lack of access to information that we all, all of us had at the time. And today with so such a wealth of information misinformation and everything in between yes. we can make more educated decisions and uh, you know again not blaming anybody i worked with in the past but i just know certain decisions that were made that i would not make for clients today it's uh, so that's crazy. one reason people don't even know like in the acting days because before i was a coach and way before you know in the younger yeah. days of acting yeah. <laughs> you would have to drive to 20th century fox to pick up your oh, yeah. material, you did not yeah. click a button and have it. Yeah. It was, you had to do actually more work back then to get what you needed substance wise. Yeah, it, again, you know, I, it was just, I think agents used to get breakdowns delivered on a doorstep in a package in the middle of the night. You know, it's, it's a very different, you know, it used to show up at your agency with your 500 photos to put in the cubby somewhere in the back, you know, it was a, it was a different world, very different world. But I think, you know, that's one reason. And also I, the, the control, you know, it's the first area of the industry that I feel I have a significant amount of control over how I do my business, what I do. I don't ask permission. I sign, I release, I do what I need to do, how I need to do it with, you know, support from everybody. I work with a wonderful team at Aqua, Lawrence Har, Blake, you know, they're, they're great people there, but it's definitely an autonomous decision-making process with the support of a team. Mm -hmm. So having that sort of power and control is something that I didn't experience, you know, and, and teach their own. I'm sure everybody's got their own stories, but in my experience as an actor, I did not find that. I uh, yeah. found it a little bit more in the casting world, but not really until I became an agent. I realized it's something that I craved. It's just who I am. Yeah. And yeah. It's, it's worked well to, to give me a sort of sense of uh, peace because now I know how the story ends rather than waiting for somebody else to tell me, you know? What is a day in the life like? Oh gosh. Well, I could even start with today. Okay. <laughs> tell us about today. <laughs> tell us. <laughs> uh, got my son to uh, preschool. <laughs> drove from Manhattan Beach to West Hollywood. Right. <laughs> Never a time. Drive. <laughs> Good times. Made phone calls on the way, at least. Uh, spoke to my husband, stopped at Starbucks, uh, then worked, sat at my desk. I, I, you know, I have an assistant, so that definitely helps on days when we're in right now. Obviously, as I mentioned before, we're rotating days at the office. Right. So I was in today. I had my assistant there and it was nice. Um, and you just put your head down and do the job. You know, this is not, it, it's, it's some, not. But for people yeah. who are listening, some people don't know what that job is. Oh, sure, sure. You know what, just sort of explain. And a lot of people do know. And then people that are listening are getting to know your personality a little bit too. <laughs> Uh-oh. <laughs> Uh-oh. <laughs> you know, you start, you start with emails mostly. I return phone calls. Why I multitask. So I'm able to do breakdowns, put together pitch emails, answer emails, make phone calls. It's, it's just, it's a constant stream of what needs to be accomplished next. And every day is the same, but different. You know, there's no, you know, yeah, some days we're doing test deals. Some days we're doing three picture deals. Some days we're doing co-star deals. It just depends on the day. We remain grateful and open for every opportunity. Yes, everybody likes to do the big deals, but I am also very, I embrace small roles, big roles, and everything in between, because I just believe in the working actor. And it's a little bit, I'm a little bit of a dinosaur. I come from a different time, but I believe that actors acting and actors being compensated for their time is ultimately what's the most important. And whether you have one line or a thousand lines, you're there to tell the vision and the story of that writer, that director, that moment in time and that scene and you are valued for that moment. So we are very open to all avenues for actors. 
Uh, but yeah, I mean, what do I, and then I take meetings with prospective clients. Wait a Let me, can I just interject? I'm so yeah. happy you said that because my motto is work begets work. And if you're an artist, one line to 500 lines, you're yep. still defining the life of a character and you're telling a beginning, middle and end of that story. So yes. just work begets work. It's just, yep. I love hearing. And I have series regular actors yes, that abide by that. Yes. And they continue to just jump job to job. You know, they do little jobs in between the big jobs. And yet there's always a job. You know, I, do. I, I don't come from a no. I come from a yes perspective. Yep. We all love to say no. Look, we all have egos. We all love to say no. Give us more money. But I also, I don't want to know somebody out of a career. It's what happened to a lot of people I knew back in the day. A lot. I have to agree with you 1,000%. <laughs> But I think if it's different, and I don't think, I don't think your stamp these days, if you do a small role and a big role, I think there's a fluidity and there's an understanding that it is all. I have never once, never once, 10 years I've been doing this. I think I've had plenty of opportunity to hear it. I have never once heard that as being a hindrance to an actor being considered for a larger job. Mm -hmm. I just happened. And maybe other people haven't. I'm not discrediting their experiences, but I can only talk about my own. And I have only found working actors to gain more attention more quickly. I 1000% um, agree. How could it be the other way around? I think people think that, but I do know it isn't that. Okay. I think it used to be, you know, probably back in your and my day, more, mm -hmm. more likely, you know, that, that time, that eighties, nineties, early aughts, it was, you know, I, I remember back in the day where nobody worked for Fox. That was like, oh, you know, if you weren't on CBS or any, like, what oh my are God, that's I remember so funny. <laughs> the first show I ever did for HBO. I remember calling my agent at the time being like, what's an HBO? What is that? You know? It was such a, so I do think there was a time where though, you know, that's also at a time where movie actors didn't typically do television like they do that today. That is very true. So that, the lines of demarcation true. were there. And yeah. I think they're more blurred today. And I think most people that are educated within the industry do understand that. So. I 1000% agree. Okay. <laughs> what intrigues you? about an actor that comes to meet you or he meets you, what is it? Business acumen, more important to me than anything else. I have met- Say that again, say that again, please. <laughs> business acumen, the ability to understand the business of this industry. It is far and away the most exciting thing to me when I talk to an actor that for, for more generic term, gets it. There are tons of pretty, there are tons of hot, there are tons of great character types. There's everybody generally that's done some training and mm -hmm. has done some work mm -hmm. has some level of acceptable or marketable talent. Mm -hmm. Why one over the other? And mm -hmm. for me personally, it's when in those first few minutes of the conversation, when I start to understand, or I start to believe that this person understands the business side of things equal, if not more than their artistic side. But how do you because know? The two, what, what is it? What is it that they know that? that well, if like they, they start off by saying, it, well, first things first, materials. If you come to me with professional headshots and look, every agent on the planet is going to tell you to go get new pictures. It sucks. It's a sucky part of the business. I know actors bleed money. I get it. I did it. I lived the life. I get it. Most agents are going to ask for some addition or a complete, whatever, but you have to start with something. Mm -hmm. So if you don't come to me, I'm just talking about more up and coming actors. It's very different when I sign an actor that has a big, big litany of credits. So I'm speaking in terms of the vast majority that are more of an up and coming or emerging actor category. Okay. Um, must come with materials, a decent reel, reels back in the day. If you didn't do a guest spot, where were, where were you going to get, you were going to go rent a cam ten thousand dollars later Cameron that today you can write something you could shoot it on your iPhone you could use a ring light you could use a good sound you can go to a number of places in and around LA that are happy to write and create well you could do it here too you. absolutely absolutely so much so you have so many options Dave there is zero reason not to have a reel so if somebody comes to me and I see professional headshots that I recognize the quality it doesn't have to be a recognizable photographer but the quality is there plus mm -hmm. a reel that looks like they put some work into it. They understand what it has to look like. We're already starting off well. Yes. 
Okay, my question about reels, and I have my yes. opinion about this, but I'm curious sure. about yours because this is your time. When actors <laughs> pay companies to do fake scenes with another actor that makes it look like a show, how do you feel about that versus just putting a one, one scene by yourself, a clip that you know exemplifies your comedy and exemplifies your drama? So, um... She was thinking about that. Uh, well, I'm thinking of how to how to appropriately answer. As you can tell, I have a lot of opinions about this. So, well, okay. let's, what, what's up we're here for? Everyone has opinions, I, so let's do yeah, it. Yeah, um, I am very much in favor of having the scenes written and created. I prefer if the actors do it themselves. I'm always a, if you don't have to pay for it, try not to, you know, mm -hmm. so you can write it. And it's more coming from your heart, your passion. You do it with another friend of yours who's an actor. Maybe you both get to use the tape. You write something good for the both of you. Even better. But if that's not an option, some people don't write or they're not comfortable, that's fine. If you go to a company and you get a scene, one comedy, one drama, you're filmed with that. Casting gets it. They know what it is when they see it. I personally find it far more effective for them to be able to imagine that actor in a pretend scene with another actor, with good lighting, with decent right, with something where they can imagine you on a set. The issue that I find with some of the self-taping, and I don't mind if people do it more like, if there's current material, my issue with the self-taping comes when people use, let's say a scene, I'll just pick a movie at random, but a scene like Girl Interrupted, you know, one of those scenes. Well, we immediately would be a very you. smart decision. That would not we be a exactly. Story. But I see that a lot, and I go, "Why do I want to watch something that a I know wasn't you, and b was done by an Academy Award winner?" You know, I don't want to see that. I want to see something that is fitting and appropriate. So, I'm a fan of the of the written scenes. I'm fine with it. If people have really strong self tapes, maybe they've worked with a casting director on, or a, a coach, or you know, have done a good class. I'm open to that as well. It should be uh, an accoutrement <laughs> to the other part. Okay, so but, let me just clarify. Yeah. So you like when there's another person in the scene Correct. that you've hired a, that a place, really interesting. I mean, again, it's not, pre it's not prep. I'd rather them use scenes from things they've done. But if I'm well, just sure. talking about actors that are new and looking for some material, I'm open to both is what I'm saying. But I, I don't... I, and again, it might be just a time issue, like the time I came from, nobody wanted to hear your monologue. You know, I could just imagine showing that to an agent. They'd be like, what, what, the, what the hell is this? Like, no. <laughs> so to me, it reads like a monologue and that's not what I understand was, was the most acceptable thing back then. Maybe it's more popular today, that's possible. So anybody that comes to me and talks about this, I'll recommend, uh, usually I recommend both, I'll say, you have a great self-tape for fair. something that's already aired, you know, so right. there's no, you know, issues. Right. Feel free to add that. But mm -hmm. I'd like to see you interacting with another actor in an age appropriate or type appropriate scene. And even if and they however you do that is fine by me. <laughs> okay. So as long as it's good sound and good um, light, yeah. it doesn't have to be a professional company. It just could be an interaction. No, I, I like it when the actors even do, like a lot of my actors are writers, you know, filmmakers, producers, they, they know how to put together. You know, they often have movies winning at festivals okay. and everything. So they're usually pretty good. Hmm. And I'll say, I don't often meet people that are starting from absolute scratch with a reel. Yeah. Usually we're just going like, hey, you got a lot of drama on here. You might want to add something kind of lighthearted, you know, and, and we kind of get that um, added in. So, uh, but yeah, anybody that's starting out, I would say do a little bit of everything. It's not going to hurt you, you know, have a little bit of everything. So casting has options because every, just like you're not going to please all the agents, you're not going to please all the casting offices. So have a little something for each person. What happened to that good old black and white headshot? Come on, <laughs> it, Courtney. It was the best. It was the best. It was yeah, just like, one smile. Yeah. You're one, one serious, and you were done. <laughs> I still think that should be the way. I honestly, I still think that should be the way. I mean, come on. What is this dressing up like? Pla no plethora of options today. You know, again, it's like when I was, I, I saw the same five girls at every appointment, at every network test. It, it was between me or her or her and me or her or forever, for, for years, right. you know, and now with people being cast out of, you know, European countries and Canada, New York and Chicago and Atlanta, you know, plethora of options. So you've got to, your competition's ratcheted up. You have to ratchet it up, you know? Yep.
You do, but I do miss those headshots. Like when people come I to do. me and ask me, I'm like, what is this? What is this? Like, <laughs> I just with like the loop. Do you remember that? <laughs> Wait until you see what's going up. I found an old picture. Oh my God, it's crazy. Yes, with it. the loop. I have to see it. Yes, with the loop. I'm going to show it to you. Crazy. Okay. So you find an actor, you're intrigued, you like their business sense, you think they're a good actor. They've obviously had to have had some kind of training, or at least they have some kind of connection with themselves that you feel that they're accessible to the work. What would be a pet peeve after you sign somebody? What Missing would they- auditions. You miss okay. an audition, we do not work together. It is, I mean, again, I say that with a blanket statement, but I'm also not a monster. I'd like to believe I'm not a monster. (laughs) Well, you said it pretty quickly. (laughs) Because I, I, no, and I'm sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off. It's just, I've been, I've been doing this so long and for so many years, Understand. there are such few little things actors can do to really help themselves. And yet it seems to be one of the biggest detriments that actors do to themselves in this industry, showing up consistently over lengthy periods of time is in my humble opinion the gives you the best chance of getting to where you want to be expediently i'm sure that most people want or understand this could be a lifelong plan you could be the most beautiful talented best character look best type person in the room doesn't matter and i have I, I believe, I truly believe in my heart that the reason there is not more successful actors and more diversity of successful actors, you know, why is it such a tiny percentage in SAG? Why is that, that really do this consistently? Mm-hmm. And I think it's the ability to be available and consistent over lengthy periods of time. It is the hardest thing to, to get actors to go on their auditions consistently. Self-tape so or in me. person. That is I thought self-tape would make it better. It hasn't. <laughs> so. Well, to me, that means that they're not as serious because the people that study here, I know when they have an appointment, they are on it. They are working it and they show up. The actors that, that would probably give you that message, that laziness, or they're doing something else, nah, that's a red flag. I agree. And it's something I know, I, I, I know we kind of went off, uh, off to the left a little earlier when we were talking, uh, and I, I'm sorry, I probably finish it completely, but you asked like, what else, what do you look for? Okay, what does that mean, business acumen? If an actor says in a meeting, I don't miss auditions, I will never miss an audition, I don't, and then they give me an, because a lot of people can say that, but they'll give me an example. Hey, I went to my sister's wedding, landed, got the call from the agent. Hey, you have a, an audition. Yeah, obviously back free self-tape days. I got right back on the plane. I was back. I made the audition, flew back out that night. I'm like, how quickly can I give you a contract? (laughs) To me, that's so exciting. It's so much more exciting than just somebody that's great, a great actor, because great actors that don't show up mean nothing to me. It doesn't mean anything. It's it's words and it's talent that's going to be wasted. I'd rather spend my time on somebody that equal look and talent with the forethought to know that you must show up and show up. Anybody could do it when it's easy. Doing it when it's hard, when you do have that wedding or you have that birthday or you have that you know thing in your life and still prioritizing this, that shows me a different level of dedication. But I give what I get. My son came three weeks early. I closed a network deal. On the way to the hospital, my water had broken. The car was disgusting, flooded. I'm sorry. I know that's super gross and way too much information, but it's true. I'm assuming all adults are listening to this. And on the way to the hospital, already starting labor, I closed a network test deal and the client got it. And my husband yelled at me, get off the phone. (laughs) That's amazing. But I have to say, I have to say, that the way you feel about actors is the same way I feel. And when I, we're at the studio and they're coming to classes, I see, we all see all the coaches here. We know who's really rehearsing, who's really showing up, who's really showing the intrigue and the passion. That's and the private coachings. Yeah. We know. And it's exciting yeah. when, you, when you work with actors who are really into it, so much more mm-hmm. exciting than when you're pulling it and you can tell that they're a little bit lazy about yeah. it. And I think lazy is, 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 a, is a word that can be used. And I'm a really positive person and I am that 
support cheerleader for everybody, but there is a big difference mm -hmm. for those that are celebrating the work on a constant basis. And that's a good word for it too, that celebration. You know, it's like, I, I don't, you know, I'm not anybody's personal. I don't know what they have going on. I'm sure we all have a lot, especially over this last year, we've all had a lot to deal with. But I think a lot of people come here, they come here from other places. They don't really know right. what this is. Mm. And yes, getting those 15 pages that are due 9 a.m. the next morning when you have to work a night shift or, you know, you, well, you don't have anybody watch your kids. You got two auditions, better figure it out, you know. So I think maybe part of it is just this as it starts, as you start to realize that this really becomes consuming in a way. It does. And if you don't show up, 5,000 others are willing to. I think people start to get discouraged and maybe that's what starts to come through is this idea that like, oh, I'm going to put in all this effort for nothing, you know? So it's those that go, I'll put in all the effort. It's probably going to amount to nothing. And I freaking want it anyway. Those are the ones that I tend to be more, um, I find that have that consistency that are going to really carry them through. Even the slow times, not every actor works all the time, even successful right. ones, you know? Well, and plus that energy helps you have energy because you guys out there listening, your agent, Courtney, you work for free until <laughs> they book. So why would you want to help someone who's not as energized by it by somebody who is energized by it? That is. I always say, if I could do it at seven, you guys can do it at 30. I did it at a time where there were no options. You miss an audition in Manhattan. Guess what? You don't get another one. Not for a week forever <laughs> that's the way it was because at that time with the non-exclusiveness i don't know if, how familiar you are with east coast but you know they did not exclusive contracts back then i don't know what that if is one agent tells all the other yeah if oh. one agent says she missed this audition guess what they all stop calling it's it, oh. I, I watched it i watched it happen to tons of people i knew oh. and you 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 gotta decide this is it you're in it for the long haul this is the career you've chosen and plug away at it until you start to see that return. And, and that's part of why I think I work so hard. It's not, I'm not claiming to be so great and so magnanimous and I'm such a great person. We're all doing it for profit. We all understand that. But I do wanna see that an actor starts to see some level of return. You know, you, you gave up, sometimes people give up family, friends, their whole life that they knew back in another place or state or country. And you come here and I'd like that you see some form of return, even if it's opportunity and you're not booking right, at least you're seeing that there's something here for you, you know? Well, you seem amazing. And I know clients that are with you and they are just like, they praise you because they get so many appointments with you. And I think that, you know, that shows- I am consistent. Just like I ask my, you will never call and say, hey, where's Courtney? She's in Cabo for two weeks. I have no life. I, I do nothing except wait to go back to work. I'm here with my family. I cook. I, you know, spend time with my kid, my husband. And I go back to work. I work, I put my son to sleep. I work, I put, you know, I don't miss a breakdown. I don't miss a phone call I, for 10 years. Yes. I, I had not to go back to this, but I had my son, he was a C-section and I was told eight weeks, eight weeks before you can go back to work. Six weeks to the day, my butt was back in that chair. Yeah. And I just, I just, I, I can't, I am too much of a control freak. You're passionate about it and you desire it, just like all the actors. It's the trickle-down effect. If yeah. you're taking control of their career and they're, they they got to step up to your level as well. Let me ask you this. So you sign sure. a client and you get a lot of people, a lot of appointments. What's that? Like you sign someone you really believe in it and just you're not getting them through the door. How do you help that situation? Or does it, do you get new pictures or do you lose interest? What's your MO on that? I mean, I'm, I'm grateful to say that that has been a rarity. When I sign somebody, I'm pretty confident that they're going to get out, at least to some degree. I mean, not every actor is, is what's being looked for in that moment, but I'm pretty confident if I sign somebody that there'll be something. But I'm not a machine and I'm not a robot and I'm not perfect, you know. Right. So, of course, over the years, I'm sure there's been instances where I was super sure and it just didn't work out. You know, again, we're not magicians. So yes, the first thing we'd probably say is, hey, I loved your pictures. I loved them. Not get any response. Try again. Yeah. Hate to say to do it. Very expensive. Go do it. You know, so mm -hmm. yes, we start with pictures. 
I rarely find the reels are the issue. I rarely do. Mostly it's pictures. I, I would, I'd be happy to use an eight out of 10 times if a client gets new photos that are good, that are, even if I'm not that thrilled, sometimes they do really well. Yeah. You'll see kind of a reemergence, a re-excitement. And mm. if we tried that, and we tried a few, th and it's just, I'll encourage them to do the classes and the workshops. I think meeting right. people, getting in front, letting them know their skills and their skill sets and what they can do and getting to know them, that could help. Mm -hmm. um, otherwise, I encourage them to create their own work because maybe you're just not, what's in right now? Maybe they're just not responding. They're not responding this week. They'll respond in a month from now. We don't know. It's very- It's so random. It's so random. Go yeah, ahead. and you know, and it could be a million reasons. We don't, you know, I don't, I'm not a dropper. I'm not a, you piss me off. You're out of here. I, I don't, I don't, I, I don't, I'm a, I'm way too linear and rational a thinker. I always think in terms of one thing, money. And that is not something that I'm ashamed by. I'm an agent. That's well, my job is to yeah. make money. That's it. Yeah. Yeah. So if I think in terms of, I sign this person, do I see the potential of a financial return? And if I do, I'll figure it out. You know, we can talk things through, we can figure things out. I won't accept any abuse. I won't accept any uh, anything I feel is being said or done because I'm a female. Thankfully, that's been very infrequent over the years. Yes. Um, and I, I, you know, yes, out and out, hey, I'm just missing a million auditions. There, there's certain situations, no matter what, you're just never gonna be able to fix. But generally, right. we don't just drop it will. We really do give people plenty of time to develop, you know. But yes, if we come to a mutual decision, sure, I'm not going to hold anybody. No, you can't leave. Like, no, I, I'll, I'll leave. it's good. It's all good. And let me ask you, no, let me ask you this. It's when when yeah. actors, uh, this is just a contract business question for agents and, and, and actors. So when actors say, I want to leave my agent and we have a one-year contract, how do they break that contract? Not that that's negative because sometimes relationships just don't work out and it's okay. Just don't complain about them. Just fix them <laughs> the person you're with or move on to the next. So how do you, and should they sign a one-year, a two-year contract? What, what is legit best contract? And then how do you change it if you need to? And the SAG, is it still the SAG rule that says if you haven't had an audition, which probably would never happen with you, in three months, the contract is null and void. Is that real? Is that true? You know, we, I, I haven't, assessed our agreement in years it's we don't yeah. change anything we don't allow amendments we don't change because it was approved by so many other sources but we also have inside legal so anything that is questionable or if somebody is doing something that could be a breach or we send through to legal and i let them deal with everything you know i i am focused on the contracts that i am doing in procurement of work mm. all the rest of that stuff i let others deal with because you know uh, again i i don't I hold people for the legal term of their contract. I, I don't believe, you know, you're an adult. You sign, you know, you sign a loan, you've got a car lease, you sign a lease on an apartment, you sign a contract with it. You don't just get to go, ah, I'm not going to pay, I'm out of here. Right, right, it, right. it doesn't work that way. This is a business. <laughs> so I, I kind of have to agree do, about that. Yes. Yeah, we do hold people to whatever the legal term is, uh, you know, plus whatever else is in that agreement. But I, I really let, you know, the, the legal team, you know, generally handle that. My, my brother-in-law, uh, is a, is a partner at a very very large entertainment law firm here in LA. So he's always a good free <laughs> source of information for me. Yeah, My but that's incredible. You need you uh, need like lots of lawyers in the family. But you know what? You need it is yeah. a business. But I do always tell yes. people yeah. that if you're unhappy, I'm sure your agent isn't going to hold you and choke you to stay there. You might have to honor the contract. We don't hold to stay, but you, you must fulfill the legal obligation of your contract. So you can leave, but yeah. if you still have X amount of time, then we're going to still commission anything that comes in. Any series work that has been booked through us through the term of the original agreement we did, we will commission. Uh, residuals based on what the contract says, we do commission. You know, so we bind you to the legal agreement that you as an adult signed or you were, you know, if you're a youth, we don't, I, I don't usually rep youth, but if they have, if we have youth and their parents signed, so you are obligated to that legal commitment as far as what the contract says, but no, I would never tell somebody, you know, no, you're not leaving. No, not, no. And as a matter of fact, it's almost, if anybody doesn't feel like I'm their best, and I'm not saying, you know, look, I, 
you have an opportunity to go to some massive corporation and you feel that's your time, go, fine. But anybody that doesn't feel like I'm, do, bye, <laughs> don't, you know, totally. I, I don't fight, I don't cry, I don't, I don't fight for anything. No, you, I know what I offer and how good I am. And I don't say that with conceit. I've worked 38 freaking years to be able to say that. So yeah, but I you know, know what I, what I, I really, have. I'm so glad I asked you that question about the contract because <laughs> you know what? I really heard you and it is a business and I do yes. want to agree with that. And I'm going to infuse that upon all my actors that if you sign that one year, which I don't think you should sign more than that to keep you bound, but if you do, you should honor it. Just like we do in classes here. There's a one month, if you're leaving, there's policies. So when people break it, it is a small town and you wanna be respectful and honorable. And mm -hmm. it's just the trickle down yeah. in how you're seen in this town. And you want to be a good person. 100%. And what if you're on a set? What if you're doing a show and you decide, well, I don't like the character anymore. I'm gonna, you know, what? You're gonna walk off. I wouldn't do that to any of those networks. So. You're, when you sign contracts, you're bound to whatever your legal obligation is, but no, I would never hold an unhappy, I don't want to work with unhappy people and I'm sure they don't want to work with me if I'm unhappy. So, no. you know, we, we find a way to make it work. And like I you, honorable, that. great work. Yes, in an yeah. honorable way, we both make it work. In honorable fashion. I only say this hypothetically because I know you're, yeah. everyone I know who's with you is like, oh my God, I have so many appointments. I don't know what to do with myself. So people are so lucky. How do people... Um, like if they hear this and they want to contact you, can they send you a reel? Can they send you their picture resume with the reel? What should they do? Oh gosh. Yeah. I, I take meetings, two meetings a day, five days a week, 11 months out of the year. I've done that for 10 years. The wow. only month I don't take meetings is December. Even through last year, I continue to take my meetings every day. Um, I, uh, yes. If anybody wants to contact me, all I ask is that you please put a working link to your actor's access profile in the email somewhere. So all I have to do is click, it opens. To me, that's your casting package. That is what 99% of the offices are going to be seeing. And I have to see what's being presented there. We can always fix it. We can always change things, alter things. That's not an issue. Uh, don't worry if you are non-union, saggy or sag, nobody's born sag, nobody's born with credits. That's all things to aspire to. I'm open to all levels. That's all amazing. I ask is to see Say your email. Package. Say your email oh. right now. <laughs> Say it. I'm giving you that spam. Uh, C, <laughs> C. Peldon at aquatalent.com. First initial, last name at aquatalent.com. You're going to just get a flood of emails after they hear this, but it's good because I, I, I'm so I'm happy that you're open. I'm so happy that you're open to new yeah, talent. Because of course. There are some yeah. incredible actors out there who don't have any credits. And there's some not great actors out there who have a lot of credits. So I'm so yep. happy you're open to flow. <laughs> that was me, by the way. <laughs> okay, actor, lots of credits. It was weird. <laughs> My sister was the much better actress. So funny. What would you what would you give advice to actors that you feel um, really closes the deal for them? Is it their opening moment? Is it their closing beat? Is it their confidence? as far as when when you send them on something and you find these actors that you're sending out that are really booking those roles? What is that thing that makes them close the deal? I'm going to bring it again. It's consistency. Those that show up the most consistently. I mean, I worked in casting. I read so many people back in the day, so many actors, so many types, so many. And I have to tell you, there is such a teeny tiny percentage that really don't quote belong to it. That just no matter how much coaching training, it's just not there. The talent, the raw, you know, it's it's such a tiny percentage yeah. that the vast majority have something to offer. Something that doesn't guarantee success, but they have something to offer. So with everybody having that something, you know, the, what's beyond that? You know, yeah. everybody can say the lines well, and everybody's got in their own way a great look, and they're a great type. Mm. So for me, again, that one thing that. I find the most is that person that shows up no matter what, like you keep mentioning, which I'm very appreciative. Thank you. You know, yes, we are very high volume. We got, we're so grateful at casting and get so many opportunities. So many. But 
that shouldn't cause people to be complacent, you know, oh, well, if I miss, I'll just get another one. Like, no, <laughs> the reason you're, you're, I'm offering this is because yes, I have the ability to, but B, I'm trusting that you are going to show up consistently because you might have to audition 50, 60 times before you hit once. And that has no commentary on your looks or talent. Right. It's just a matter of numbers. Numbers don't lie. It's the only thing in this business that don't lie are wow. numbers. Yeah. Um, but no, I, I, and when I know, you, uh, out, just when you a, out, go ahead. I, let me ask you this because times yeah. have changed from years of having to go pick up your material or being on a show when you're having a, a, a delivery guy drop the script off at four in the morning. So you open your front door and the script's there. That doesn't happen anymore. No, no. <laughs> when your actors get a self tape to do, there's usually a time frame of the accepting, yes. you know, uh, a deadline. So do you feel that the actors who get it in earlier have a better shot or is it, does it matter? Or, and do you, do, do the actors let you know when they've submitted it? So you feel more confident if they do it earlier or does it matter? Okay. Oh, really, really. I'm glad you asked that. Uh, if you are not first, you are last. That is just my opinion. I, again, it's more of an East coast mentality. you be first. you be, you, you are. I love you. <laughs> my mentality. Yes. When casting held in person auditions, which at some point I, I do expect will go to some sort of hybrid system, obviously down the road when people are well and there's vaccines that are more readily available and all that, there'll be some sort of hybrid system. I don't know if it'll be this exclusive forever. You know, I, I would hope that that actors have that opportunity to make those in-person connections and everything at some point again in the future. Okay. But when casting sees people in person, there is a certain social decorum. We understand that. You can't, somebody starts reading, even though the specs might have changed 20 times and you're reading going, oh, this person's, so, they're great, but they're so wrong. But, but you still have to listen, give them a nice, you know, word at the end, tell, you know, let them know you'd like to see them, all that stuff. When you're doing a self-tape, you don't need those. And I'm not saying anybody's doing this or not, but my assumption is that if somebody's wrong for something, casting doesn't have to sit through the whole thing. They'll just go on to the next one. So they're not going to do that through a hundred, you know, you're going to find what you're looking for pretty fast. And that is generally the rule. I ask people not to use the deadline as their, I'm scrambling to get it up at the last minute. Yeah. Use the deadline as your just fail safe cushion, get it up within the first few hours. And I want that consistently. Now people that work on set or they have 15 pages or they can't get a read. I understand. Again, that goes back to like blanket rules with caveats because I'm not a complete, you know, a monster. <laughs> okay, right, right, right. We have the, allowances for but the, obvious reasons. Yes. But people that just go, oops, I forgot, like that's not acceptable. But oh, yeah, yeah. We, we want you first. Yeah. So as soon as possible, basically, is yes. your answer. Don't I wait want my last. clients padded in the beginning. I want them watching as many of my clients so that they, even if they make decisions, going to be pretty much all mine. <laughs> <laughs> or, they get or move on or feel like they found it you know how many times i've gotten that email okay guys no worries we're going to shut off the two days before the deadline we found it we don't need to see any more tapes mm -hmm. well guess what if you weren't in that first batch you're out so no i'm very much a a b first and that that should be the mentality how quickly can i get this done but that mentality is successful people i you know sit in the front row pay attention be one step ahead because it yeah. No, be 15 minutes early, which is, you know, yeah. time. if you're 15 minutes early, it's really important. Yep. Okay. You're amazing. So before we close out, I just want you to give actors out there just three positive pieces of advice that they should grab onto to pursue their dream and move forward. What would you say? Uh, first, I, I want to just really um applaud the industry as a whole and i think this will give people a lot of of um excitement but really the strides we've seen in the diversity areas have been extraordinary certainly mm -hmm. a vast difference from my time as a kid in the business where certain things were you know i come from a mixed background and you know there was just certain things i was not allowed to talk about back in the day mm -hmm. and it's just amazing to see you know ethnic uh, diversity um you know the the uh, lgbtq community 
the differently abled. I mean, these are people, these are our actors that I've been working with for over a decade and closely. These are, this is not like, oh, it's trendy. Let me get on that. Like, like mm -hmm. these are our specific areas of my roster that I have focused on for 10 years now. And to watch it go from a side character, a pop in, a cameo to real mainstream work should be very heartening to everybody that we're seeing such inclusion of diversity in many of age, I'll even include age, you know, older mm -hmm. women in the industry getting opportunities they haven't before, you know, there's really um, some amazing things happening. So I want anybody that's in what was maybe considered a niche or marginalized category several years ago, there's amazing opportunities now for those stories to be heard and told. And it doesn't mean to the detriment of others. It's it's mm -hmm. just becoming, the industry is just poofing up. It's becoming huge. There's so much content and so much available Incredible. that I don't see people out of work or not being thought about. I see right. just so many people being thought about and considered, you know, where I had a fight so much harder 10 years right. ago to get certain actors seen for certain roles or to get people to think outside the box on certain, you know, I'm not fighting for that. Like it's, it's just there, it's happening. So it's a beautiful thing. And I want people to feel very heartened by that. Okay. Um, the other thing is dreams. When you say a dream, it usually means a fantasy. So I, I want people to aspire to something, but I want them to have concrete, tangible ideas for how they're going to achieve those things. Mm. If you decide you're gonna be a veterinarian. You know, you go to school, you get into med school, you go into veterinary where you do your residency, you pass your test, you get a job at a veterinary clinic and hopefully build your own practice. Okay, your, your clear line of, of how you're gonna get there is very laid out. With actors, I understand it's a more amorphous thing, but that doesn't mean you shouldn't have a clear plan for yourself for how to achieve these things. And again, going back to just being cute or just having some talent or being in a good category, that doesn't, that's not a plan for success, you know, getting coach, getting getting a coach you, you trust implicitly that you can work with for all those opportunities. Very important. Yes, Miss Beautiful Shaw, um, you know, having classes that you really feel you're being properly challenged, not abused, but not overly validated somewhere in the middle where you are being challenged so that you can be better. If you were that good, you wouldn't need classes. So make sure you're in something where you are feeling like you're gaining something from every experience tangible plans that you can touch and taste and smell and work on them every day like a full-time job that's mm. what this is it's not oh i got an audition i'll throw it together yeah. full-time job morning till night do you make 90 percent? do 90 percent, and that doesn't just mean the fun stuff Mm. One thing I really would like actors to think about and think about how they can get educated about are contracts. Mm. I can't tell you how many actors don't know the difference between a film contract, a video game contract, television, primetime versus daytime, cable versus streaming versus mm. they don't know what writers look like and what could be asked of them in these writers. They've never seen a contract, a SAG contract. It's all available on SAG, the SAG website. You can, even if you're not a member, you can go there, you can read, you can Google them probably at this point. Know the difference between a co-star deal, a guest star, know what these numbers mean. Mm -hmm. When I throw numbers at clients sometimes, you know, hey, you book three days, it's gonna be that. They're like, well, why is it that rate? Well, mm. because that's the SAG for, you don't, you've never heard these numbers, you know? And it's not, I'm not saying that's, it's just, this isn't something that's talked about. It's, it's empowering to know your finances and it's empowering to know your numbers. Numbers matter, they mean something. So mm. do these, this is the real work. Do the research, read contracts, understand the jargon. If you have a lawyer in the family grade or a friend, if not, Google it, stuff I didn't get to do back in the day. I don't know what that word means, let me Google it. Figure out what it is you're signing, your, potentially one day, potentially seven years of your life. You know, really understand contracts, it matters. So, okay, I'm, I'm passionate about that because nobody love had love this conversation yes. with me back in the day. Oh, <laughs> I said willy-nilly, I had no idea what I was doing. Like, yes. Oh, I, yeah. I wish somebody had said that to me and handed me a stack of contracts and said, go learn what this means. So, okay. Uh, we talked about diversity. We talked about contracts. Um, LA's a, a, LA, New York, Chicago, anywhere, any of the big cities where the industry is big. They're expensive. These are expensive places. You know, mm. this isn't 
uh, it's tough. It's tough, especially when you're thinking long haul. Take away even the personal aspect that you're away from your friends and your family and your home state and all that. It's an expensive place to live. Figure things out ahead of time so that that stress is not impeding your ability to perform at your best and to focus your best on your work. Mm. If you need to take a break and just get your finance right and figure that, great, that's perfectly, we'll wait. It's, you know, the business is not going anywhere. I think this last year proved that no matter what, the business was there. You know, next year, so it's not take, year. Fig, I, 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 I hope these are inspiring things, but I don't want to just give people like, oh, you know, I want to give them real things to think about, you know? I think this has been fascinating. And I think the three things you just said or is gold. Oh, good. It's gold. <laughs> it is absolute gold. Because actors don't think about contracts. They don't think about the business end on so many levels. And the more... Uh, yeah, knowledge is power. That's all I'm going to say. I, you know, I work very, my mom is a talent manager now. Her name is yeah. Wendy and she, you know, we've been in business together for my entire life since I'm a kid, since I started this. And back in the day, monitors were not cool like they are today. So my mom was always very quiet. You know, she'd look over and she'd do everything. She's very quiet. You know, now she's a talent manager in her own right. And she does great. And we, you know, talk every day. We do deals every day. We're very active together. We have a very couple of very big clients together, you know, so there is, I have such a sense of, of grounding from that, you know, even when we came out from New York and, you know, my dad couldn't leave right away and, and we were figuring things. I, I had such a a familial um, uh, support system around me. Now, even as an agent, I, I work with a lot of personalities, a lot of types, some great, some not, it's just life. But I always have that to come back to. And not only do I have it in a family sense, but we work together, we're in business together. You know, there's, there's grounding things that everybody needs in order to feel their most successful and to feel as little, it's gonna be a stressful enough business to feel as little of that on a daily basis as possible. And I, I just, I think a lot of people come here in, or New York or, you know, again, any of the big places and they don't realize that it can be such a struggle. So get that settled in whatever way you can so that you feel like you can really focus on this and be happy about it. And then you're not yeah. unhappy and miserable all the time. It's so important to be happy in, in the pursuance in this crazy business. Courtney, you're amazing. Thank you so much. What I got. Thank you. You are amazing. Thank, Thank you. you so and your sister was great too. Even when we cut out there, she was so sweet. <laughs> I'm texting her because we cut out guys. We don't know about that. <laughs> she was great. Anyway, so the message, pivot to the positive guys. Stay courteously aggressive out there. Listen to all this advice Courtney just gave you and go after your acting desires on a daily basis. Courtney, thank you so much. Bye. Thank you.